This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. I know you'll be alright Even when times get hard And you feel like you're in the dark You will see just how beautiful life can be when you soften your heart you can finally start to live your truthiest life welcome back to the truthiest life it's your host lisa ham and we're making it a december to remember this month changing things up and instead of having our usual guests on to share their personal stories or expertise, I invited some loyal Truthiest Life listeners on to share with me their life lessons that they learned in 2021. And wow, are these amazing. One thing that I learned is how awesome every single one of you are. I sit at this microphone each week in a room by myself, staring at wooden floors and a ceiling, not knowing who I'm impacting. And first of all, being able to put a face to some of my listeners was so, so, so cool. And the lessons that each one of these individuals brought to me was just so impactful. And I'm, I'm so honored that the truthiest life, I could get a little bit teary here, the truthiest life has become a place where introspective humans come to share their authentic journeys, be introspective, get humbled, and show up as their most authentic selves as a result of doing this work day in and day out. I had a blast doing these and feel like I personally benefited a ton. This community has just blown me away and I can't wait for one day for us all to have a meetup or some sort of community event because you are all the most incredible human beings I have had the privilege to come into contact with. So this month, you'll hear from people just like you sharing their 2021 lessons so that we can bring this wisdom with us into 2022. So let's meet today's guest. 
Welcome back to The Truthiest Life, another amazing episode with a listener. Hi, Sarah. So good to see you. Hello, Lisa. So happy to be here. Thank you for your time. I see you're sitting in your vehicle with your headset on. So what do you do? Where do you live? Tell us it all. Yeah. So I live in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. Um, It's like a cute little semi-coastal town um, in the smallest state in the U.S., not too far outside Boston. I'm in my car because I am at work right now. I work as an outreach director for um, a company called Oak Street Health. It's like a primary care health center. Thankfully, not too chilly today. Well, thanks for your time. Thanks for being a listener. And I'm really excited to hear some of these life lessons that you're going to be bringing forward, hopefully into 2022. I know we've like DM'd over the years and just talked so much. It's very exciting for me to see you face to face. I did struggle to get to my 10 life lessons. I feel like I had to really put my thinking cap on, but I'm excited to share them. All right, let's hear them. Let's start with number one. Okay, so number one, this one I think is like a whole lesson probably from since the beginning of the pandemic, but I think I really like learned it and thought about it this year is the importance of having fun. And I Mm. feel like life changed so much much and the ways that I was used to having fun kind of went away and I've been trying to figure out like what fun looks like now that you know I'm not really going to bars I'm not like going out dancing I'm not doing all of those things that were really such great sources of like I think connection with my friends and just like letting loose and feeling uninhibited so I think that has been like a really big lesson for me is that I need to I guess re-find out how to have fun because it has such an impact on, you know, my happiness and, you know, my, my mental well-being is like having fun. I'm such like a happy-go-lucky person. And, you know, I always tell my husband, like, I'm not an indoor cat. Like I'm an outdoor cat. Like I need to be outside with people. <laughs> so I said that is like my first lesson is, you know, the power and impact of having fun and that I haven't quite figured out what it looks like now, but that I'm working on it and I'm going to figure it out. I'm on the same exact struggle bus. I called myself a house cat for a good portion of this year because being pregnant and then a new baby, like I, I really disconnected from fun. Um, I remember a few months ago saying to Evan, my husband, we or I haven't blown off steam in a long time. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you, but like college was very high stress for me with so many exams, but there was always like the end of the week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, where like, you know, a party was going to happen and you could just like let it out, obviously in less healthy ways than, you know, I can party now. (laughs) Then it involved a lot of, um, you know, alcohol and that type of fun, not to say that, you know, it can't involve alcohol, but nonetheless, in my adulthood now, you know, we used to go to weddings. We used to go out to dinner. We used to have more ways to blow off steam just naturally built into our life. And like you said, now we have to cultivate it Mm -hmm. and create it ourselves. And I have definitely struggled with that. And I think as a result, like my energy has become a little bit stale along the way uh, without those breaks. So have you found any interesting ways to have fun that you could share with us? So like I used to live by the motto, work hard, play hard. And I feel like I've been, you know, doing the work hard. I haven't quite figured out how to play hard yet and have like tons of fun, but I've started to like go back to things from like my childhood, if that makes sense, like having sleepovers uh, with my friends. (laughs) 
staying up late. Like I'm turning 30 um, in a couple of weeks and I'm having a slumber party for my birthday party. Just with a couple of close friends. We're just going to order pizza, do face masks, stay in and like Wait, watch cheesy movies. I love this because you said that you're married. So are your girlfriends coming to your house? What is yes. the plan? They're coming to my house and uh, my husband is going to be our designated driver for if we go out ahead of that. Otherwise, I'm shipping him off to his brother's house for the night. <laughs> I'm obsessed with this idea. And as soon as I figure out how to get my child to sleep and I'm less stressed about that, I'm going to have a slumber party at my house. Anybody who hears like, did you have a kid? I apologize. I didn't ask. No, that. I don't. Right. So anyone who's like pre-kids, take advantage of this, plan the sleepover. Um, if you have friends that don't have kids, because now I'm thinking, oh, I want to do this. But I'm like, oh, so many of my friends have kids. How am I going to get this together? But I love that as like, especially a married person, you're still bringing this fun. What's your second lesson? My second one is that therapy is life-changing, that it is like the best thing I have ever done and the best investment I have ever made into myself. And I think my lesson with it is that shout out to Renee, my therapist. She's amazing, but that it's hard. Up, Renee. <laughs> and that therapy is really hard sometimes. Um, and, you know, I've been with the same therapist for almost four years now. And, you know, I can see now like that I look back the growth that I've done and like the way that I have changed the way I speak and the way that I think about situations. And I've learned so many great tools that have helped me in so many areas of my life that, you know, I'm so grateful I had access to therapy and that, you know, I have health insurance and it's affordable. And I know that it's not within reach for everyone, but if it is within reach and you can find yourself a great therapist and you're open to that and can find value in it, it is wonderful. And it is like probably the best thing I've ever done for myself. For sure. And I love that you're making that investment for yourself. It, no matter what the price, call it $40 to, I mean, they're a therapist in New York City for $400 like mm -hmm. an hour. It's crazy. But whatever that price is, sometimes it can feel hard to spend it on an hour of talking to somebody. I think a lot mm -hmm. of us struggle with that, whether we have the funds um, or not. And I love what you said about how it's like changed the way you think and the way that you speak, because that's the same profound effect that I feel I've benefited from. Like, it's amazing how just talking to somebody allows you to go to places that rewires your neurological function. Like, how cool is that? <laughs> like a conversation sitting on the couch with meds or without, not something we need to know about, can really modulate your brain patterns, like so impactful. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, for me, it was like, it was hard in the beginning. Like I cried every session, like, and I hate crying. And, you know, I didn't always feel like I got something out of it. And some days I would leave feeling great. Other days I would leave feeling like more confused, but I, I don't know. I feel like I got to a place of like connection and trust with my therapist and, you know, the growth that I've done that it has just been so much more impactful than it ever was. And I'm just really grateful for it. And I feel like if I have a chance to tout anything on your platform, it would be for everyone to go get a therapist if they can. Yes. And I don't know if you follow Kat Defada. She's on the podcast network with me and mm -hmm. Amy Brown, if you're familiar. She has a podcast called You Need Therapy. Um, mm -hmm. And it's a really great resource. Obviously, it's not a replacement for therapy, but she is a therapist. So for anyone listening that wants to like get some good information, learn what therapy is about, or just get some tools without 
without doing the talking, I do recommend that podcast. Quick question, because uh, just in truthiest life fashion, I always like to learn more about people. Uh, you said that you hate crying. Why do you hate crying? Or what does it make you feel like that you hate? Because I actually love crying. So I think I should probably rephrase that. I hate crying in front of other people. Mm, it's definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. like a, a vulnerability thing. I used to have it a lot more. Now I'm not so, you know, afraid of crying in front of other people, but this like tough exterior shell that would like protect me, you know, so crying in front of someone feels like totally lowering that defense system and becoming super vulnerable. And, you know, now I even said this to my therapist a few weeks ago, I was like, I don't feel so weird crying in front of you anymore. I was like, now, you know, I feel more able to be vulnerable in that way when I wasn't able to in the past. Okay. That speaks to me too. I feel like even just like I'm a very ugly crier. Oh, me um, too. Some people are not, but like I like quiver and like my I like get weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Immediately snot. Immediately, immediately snot. It's a situation. The tissues need to come. But as you said that, I was like thinking about crying and you're totally hear you on in front of other people. But all the recent times that I've cried, which is often even though it sucks getting to the point of where the tears need to come, the tears to me is like the release, like for lack of a better Absolutely. word, and this is going to sound so weird, but almost like the orgasm. It's almost like, no, and it's you're out, right. You know, like mm-hmm. it's the climax of all of it. And then I'm like free and flooding. It's yeah. again, a, a weird way to put it, but I felt like, you know, kind you of can just breathe after. <laughs> you can breathe after. All right, go on. What's your next one? This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't get distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Okay, so my next one is about figuring out who you are and like how it's really difficult. And I feel like I used to think of figuring out who you are was like something that you did. Like you got to a place, you figured out who you are and then you were like there and it was done. Like you could check it like a box. You'd figured out who you are. Great. But I think I've come to realize that like you just come to figure out who you are at this point in your life. 
and you're constantly evolving and becoming someone else. And I always used to think of that in relation to other people, but now it's like figuring out who you are for yourself. You know, it's not even about other people. I came to this conclusion, you know, in this kind of thought process because I worked the same job from 20 to 29 and essentially grew up working. I was a retail manager for a cosmetics brand and worked there for my whole adult career so far. And when I decided to leave and get the job that I'm at now, it was a really like heartbreaking experience because I had formed this identity that, you know, I was who I was at this job and I had, you know, this work family and this culture and it was really shattering to leave even though it was the right choice and I knew it was the right choice. It kind of like broke me and I had to figure out again like who I was outside of this identity I had formed in my mind and you know, it, it stirred up a lot of fear and anxiety, but made me just realize that that's just who I was for that part of my life and I can take the pieces that I really loved and learned and bring it into who I am now. But now I'm just figuring out this stage of Sarah. I love that, especially because when I go to write like my bio and I, even if I'm not saying things like I'm a registered dietitian mm -hmm. or a podcaster, I'm still, you're making me realize I'm a sister, I'm a daughter, I'm yep. a wife, you know, I'm a mom, which are all true, but what else am I that is not dependent on a relationship to another person, mm -hmm. which I'm going to sit on for a little bit. Thank you for that. And especially doing this podcast too, actually like the truthiest life, you know, so many of our listeners I think are here because they want to live more authentically in alignment and do that type of work. And I certainly have my days where I'm like, I don't know who the F I am, like just being totally honest. And then I'm also like, but I, have this podcast where I help people become who they are. Is that, you know, am I, am I a hypocrite, you know, but the truth of the matter is we are always evolving and we're always shedding layers in order to grow. I recently read that a snake, I didn't know if any, if you know this, but like a snake needs to shed its lining to survive. Um, it's pretty gross and graphic, but I think <laughs> it really like parallels us is we don't stay the same. We need to continue to shed the layer, no longer be the retail manager of that store, pull it back so that we can continue to evolve as the next version of ourselves. And like when we see something in nature, having to do that to survive, you know, we might not necessarily need to shed our skin, but we do need to shed parts of us in order mm -hmm. for that new layer to erupt feels more like, yes, I can do this rather than I'm scared to do this. Yeah. And I think a lot of times it is scary to do it still, but like it is for the snake, it's just natural and it's just a part of life, you know, and we go through it and at the end we're different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. I love that one. What's next? Okay. So my next one is boundaries, boundaries, boundaries that you can set them with anyone but especially with yourself, I think is the best way to set boundaries. That boundaries also look so different. They can be, you know, something as simple as saying no to being really explicit and transparent with someone and setting clear boundaries about what is okay and is not okay in terms of how they interact with you. I am someone who tends to be codependent courtesy of my, you know, childhood. And I've spent a lot of time the past probably two years, like unpacking that and trying to break codependency and become a more independent person, which is really hard to do. And boundaries is 
what I've realized is the best way to do that. And it's not always easy to set boundaries, even with yourself and having to say no to myself and like things I want to do, um, whether it's putting myself you know, into a situation that I'm not really invited to be in because I think I'm helping or just having to say no, you know, to my husband with something that, you know, just isn't helpful for us to do. Uh, It's hard. It's challenging. But once you set those boundaries on the other side of it, it feels lighter. You know, it's less on my plate, less that I'm responsible for. And I can really focus on me because at the end of the day, that's all I really can control is me. So the boundaries help me with that. I mean, that's really cool, especially because I think a lot of people who come from codependent homes might, for lack of a better word, like harden and become so fiercely independent that they won't lean on other people. But, you know, you frame this conversation talking about your husband, which says I can be independent, but also rely on people, but at the same time protect myself. And that is just like a very nuanced conversation that I would assume, correct me if I'm wrong, therapy has helped you to figure out how to be in a new relationship in a way that is healthy for you. Absolutely. We have both our own individual therapist and a marriage counselor. We get more therapy than Mm. anyone I know, (laughs) but it is wonderfully helpful. Anyone that you know that's talking about it. Absolutely. Because I think we all, I actually, you know, really want to go to a marriage counselor. I've wanted to go to one before we got married, um, right after we got married, and now we have a baby. And, you know, even more I want to go just because it gets more challenging as you put more things on your plate, as you're more connected and having somebody kind of help you get through things, even though we work through things together, I think could only more cement our relationship. So I think even just you saying that, talking about your relationship is going to be really empowering to people that might be afraid to either see a therapist or see one with their partner, because they might think that that might mean like admitting something's wrong when really, I think it just says we want to be the best us possible. Yeah. I think that that's a really great way to put it. Cause you know, I had said it to my mother-in-law before, you know, that we're in marriage counseling. We've actually been in marriage counseling before we were married. We started maybe like, maybe like five months before we got married. And I told her and she was like, oh, like, is everything okay? And I was like, oh yeah, like it's fine. So I do think that there is this like stigma attached to it that you must be having some major problems to go to therapy. When in reality, I see it like, you go to the dentist to get cleaning so you don't have to get a filling or you don't have to get a root canal. And that's kind of what, you know, marriage counseling and therapy is. Why am I going to wait for it to be some big thing that I, you know, need to work on when I can just do routine maintenance to keep things going good along the way? I love that. And there was, um, I remember in college, I, I majored in communications and psych. And I don't remember the statistic, but I remember the theme was couples who go to marriage counseling or couples therapy prior to uh, marriage actually have a greater chance of staying together than those who don't like that really stained my brain. Although I, I wish that I utilized it more. Like I wish we really did it. Mm. Uh, just because I think it establishes also the norm that once we're married, we're going to continue to, first of all, use the tools that we're acquiring along the way, new tools, or you can never have enough tools. And if we need to go back, it doesn't say, Hey, our marriage is failing. It says, Hey, we both want to work on this. And we know, how to work on this when we are, when our tools are no longer working. Absolutely. Love that one. It's already built in. I love that. What's next? 
So my next one, it kind of piggybacks off of codependence a little bit, but I learned the importance of staying in my lane. And what I mean by that is what someone else chooses to do in their life, as long as it doesn't impact me or hurt anyone else, is none of my business and I need to stay out of it. My background is in social work. I'm a helper in my mind by nature. I love to help. But at the end of the day, all that does is it adds more stress to me because I can't control what other people decide to do in their life and the choices that they make. And sometimes it's hard for me to sit by and, you know, in my perspective, know how they should handle a certain situation. But if I do put myself into these situations, one, it's adding things to my plate that, you know, shouldn't be on it. And two, I'm taking away the chance for someone to learn on their own. You know, we all have to make mistakes and learn from them or hopefully learn from them. But if I take that away from someone, they they don't get to learn that skill. They don't get to have that experience if I try to, you know, quote unquote, protect them from it. So I've really learned that, you know, staying in my lane goes along with codependence and boundaries and It really does protect my energy because energy is a finite resource. I only have so much time and so much energy each day, and I really need to focus it on what is a priority in my own life. And of course, be there for my friends and my family, but set those boundaries and stay in my lane and just be a resource if they need me and if they come to me. I love that. Also, just acknowledging your healing abilities, your desire to heal other people, but also recognizing that in order to heal yourself, you can't heal everybody and you don't always need to be a healer just because you think you know better. Um, And that can be really hard, especially like you said, when you want to protect somebody and you kind of know what's coming, trusting that they'll, you know, learn the lesson from it can be a really hard one to sit back with. So I love that. I feel like social media has made it also really hard. Maybe this is just like the way I use social media, but like to stay in my own lane, oftentimes it's very easy to to compare what you're doing to somebody else, whether that's socially or professionally. And I have found that staying in my own lane, watering my own grass, just focusing on mm-hmm. on you and your your trade or your family or or your own self growth is the best way to you know grow your own garden. Absolutely. There's really no other way. And I think it can be, you know, like depending on everyone's individual experience, like. I grew up quick when I was younger, you know, I was quote unquote parentified, you know, I took on a lot of responsibility at a young age. So I think that I reached a level of maturity that a lot of my friends and people in my life didn't have to at a young age. So I have, you know, more sage wisdom than a lot of people throughout my life have had. And so, you know, I just have a different perspective, but I have to let them get the chance to acquire that wisdom and realize that they didn't have the same experiences that I did. And, you know, they, they have to learn for themselves. So I relate a lot to what you said and without asking you to overshare or anything, uh, could you just tell me what parentified means? Because I feel like that might like settle with me and maybe some of our listeners. Yeah. So I don't know if this is like a textbook definition, but my definition is when, you know, the child is asked or, you know, is in a space that they have to be the parent when they are young and Mm. they are given responsibilities or expectations or just have to step up and take them because no one else is before they really should be responsible for things. 
I hear you. Okay. Um, and will you be my social worker? Because we have work to do now. Once Just I get kidding. my MSW, yes. <laughs> yeah. Are you working towards that? Um, I've taken a couple classes and I start school in the fall next year. Oh my God. Congratulations. Thank well, you. I mean, I feel like you have so much wisdom going in. And being able to put, like, I feel like a word to so many things that we experience is so helpful. Like, I'm going to use that for myself and for people that I know. And that helps me better understand who I am in a way that in a very in a much more simple way Mm -hmm. than the complexities of just living it and, and all of that. So thank you for that. You got it. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. So my next one is, uh, my life lesson is that I came to the realization that not every person is interested in or values personal growth. A lot of people are happy with who they are the way they are and have no interest in growing or changing or evolving or whatever word you like to use to, I guess, look at personal growth. That was like a really hard one for me to realize because it is something that is so like intrinsic to who I am as a person and something I value so much. And to have people in my life that are not at all interested in it. And, you know, I think I tend to see people and like what their potential is and always be focused on growing and moving forward. And my mom said to me one day, she was like, I'm just happy the way I am. I don't want to change. And it was like jarring to me. I was like, what? Like, you don't want to change. And that was like, regardless of my opinions about who she is and how she lives her life. But she was just like, so content in who she is and she had no interest in growth. And, you know, I had to, again, step back and realize to stay in my lane. And if that's where she was and if she was happy, then I just need to respect that and realize that it is not something that everyone values or is capable of doing. Mm, Yes, that that speaks to me a lot, especially because 
this podcast, I feel like all of our listeners and my assumption kind of came to life doing these interviews with listeners is that all of us, uh, we all are committed to that self growth. And Mm -hmm. it's made this community come to life for me, because although I have friends and family who I love, they don't have that shared interest, I should say, or that same, like you said, intrinsic nature to commit to self growth. Mm -hmm. And it can be really frustrating when you said, you know, see their potential that really hit for me. Because it's like, okay, well, I've got this great set of toolbox I could offer you mm-hmm. and you too could reach this this next level that I see you at already. Yep. But accepting where somebody is, um, Tiffany Louise, she was a therapist that we had on to talk about relationships. She said something really powerful, which is we can't change our partners. And oftentimes when, you know, Evan specifically is acting a certain way, mm-hmm. that kind of goes into my brain because I'm like, it's not my job to change him unless he wants to change. And like you said, some people like being who they are in whatever that pattern is and letting go can be hard, but also freeing because we're back in our lane again, saving that energy. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. We're all tying in beautifully. Okay. (laughs) What's next, Sarah? Uh, My next one is to tell the people in your life exactly what you want and exactly what you need. Boom. I used to feel like it took away from the value of what I would get when someone, you know, either got me a special present or like picked up and listened and, you know, remembered something I said, or just, I used to feel like I was seen if someone would do something without me having to say it. And then I realized that we all see the world very differently. We all have different capabilities and it's so much easier if you just tell people what you want. And my great example with this was my father-in-law, as lovely as he is, is the hardest person to shop for. Every year I like get the worst anxiety trying to figure out what to get him for Christmas or what to get him for Father's Day because he has everything he needs and is like such a low maintenance guy. And my mother-in-law was like, you know, I know that your dad to my husband is like really hard to shop for. So this year I decided we're all just going to chip in and get him a recliner. And I could have burst into tears. I was like, that's all I have to do. I was like, thank God. I was like, cause he is the hardest person to shop for. And I, you know, I, I can only imagine what it feels like for other people in different, you know, situations to not know what to do or to not know how to care for someone. And if you can just tell them what you need and how to do it, it really makes it easier for them. And then you get what you want because no one is a mind reader. And I don't know, I feel like it just sets you up for success a little bit better. I feel like that's a huge one in friendships and really any relationship, actually. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take that to friendship, more intimate relationships, partners, uh, coworkers, like mm-hmm. if you can explicitly say what you want or say what you don't want uh, or what you stand for or what you allow, it allows the relationship to become something that you created together versus, you know, something that you're like, wait a second, I hate him or her. They do this or that. They never do this or that. And you don't stand a chance unless you communicate. Absolutely. What's the next one? Okay. So next is to assume positive intent whether or not positive intent is there. For me, this was a big one because I feel like the way that you look at the world, it's like a filter, you know, it's like a filter in front of your eyes. When you assume positive intent, it takes away any negativity that you can think is there when it probably isn't. It allows you to remove the bias that like not everything has to do with you. It's nothing to do with you. Everybody has different things going on in their lives and it really doesn't have to do with you unless they tell you it has to do with you. 
And assuming positive intent just allows you to interpret things and see the world in a more positive way. And I, I don't mean that with like rose colored glasses. Like, of course, there are times when a positive intent isn't there, but I think it's just a simple way to really see the world in a, a happier, lighter way. And it improves the interactions I have with people. Tara Brock, who is a leader in self-compassion, uh, she has an expression and I think an entire book. One, she has a book called Trusting the Gold, um, and it means uncovering your natural goodness. And the idea is that when you remember your own natural goodness, you are much more likely eager and instinctively can see it in other people. And it's a process because that that compassion work starts with yourself, uncovering what's underneath the hardened shell and exterior that you've created. But when you see the good in yourself, which is a funny place to start because it's always we always think about how we judge others, we actually see it more easily in, in other people, which allows us to live more compassionately to them and then back to us. It's like this ricochet effect. Uh, so I think I forget if she calls it discovering the gold or or something like that. But what you said speaks to that lesson that she's constantly teaching and I'm constantly having to relearn. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Especially in a hurtful, in a very painful world where it's super easy to judge other people. Yeah. Just remembering the positive intent, despite their stark differences in religion, politics, you know, economic stuff, whatever it is, can just be such a softer way to live. It is. You're right. What's the next one? All right. We're on number nine. Um, so number Ooh. nine is that life is freaking hard and there's always something. There's always something that's going to be happening. That's just the way that life is. And then I think that you should use whatever tools you have in your toolbox to make your existence happier. That can be something, you know, like therapy. It can be something, you know, big like boundaries. It can be something small, like, I don't know, getting a tarot card reading. Sometimes a tarot card reading, all my friends think it's silly, but it makes me feel so much better. Like for me, sometimes I get anxious and I sleep with the TV on or I'll sleep with the nightlight on and my husband, he doesn't even care. And I feel judgment about myself and I'm like, you know what? But if it makes me feel better, like I'm not hurting anyone. Like I'm just going to do this. Or sometimes I'll have days where like, yeah, like I'm a human potato and I just live on the couch for the whole day. But you just got to do whatever you have to do as long as you're not hurting yourself or anyone else to like get through this life because sometimes it's just hard. (laughs) Yep. That's just the truth. Whatever you got to do. And that lesson has definitely become a lot more clear to me in motherhood and survival and to remove the judgment from yourself. Mm to make it through another day. Uh, You do what you got to do. Love it. What is your last and final one, Sarah? So I think this is, I don't know if it's a lesson necessarily, but I spend a lot of time thinking about, you know, my 10 lessons. And I thought a lot about this year and I thought more about like all the years before that. And I just came to realize that a lot of the things that I wanted for my life actually came to fruition. And it was just a moment to be grateful. You know, I always wanted to find a life partner. I found that. I wanted to get a house. You know, I bought my grandparents' house. That happened. I wanted to graduate from college. I did that. So I think that it can be hard day to day sometimes in life. And it's important to look back and see all the good things that have happened and to think of like the vision you had for your life when you were younger or, you know, whatever point you are in your life. And to realize that sometimes 
we don't always see that we actually have accomplished or brought to fruition the, the different things that we've wanted and to just be grateful for it. Uh, and I think that that sums up why we're doing this December to remember, as I've been calling it, is because it's so easy to get caught up in 2022 and that can kind of look like twofold. Either we're freaking out about all the things we didn't accomplish this year or we're setting goals mm -hmm. for what we want to accomplish next year, whether it comes to professional relationships, physical body stuff, you know, all that stuff that happens when the new year approaches. Yeah. And we never take a second in life to acknowledge what we have accomplished. And we need to build that bank of, I did this, I did this, I did this, I accomplished this, I am this, blah, 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 in order to build our self-esteem and our self-worth instead of continuing on the chase. And I think that we're, we are good at getting medals at things every day. Getting out of bed is an accomplishment, but we don't mm -hmm. really take a moment to tap into that. So I think that's like the most perfect number 10, because all of our listeners, I hope that you take however much time you need to come up with five lessons, 10 lessons, whatever feel good that you learned this year. And maybe you write it and you throw away that piece of paper, um, or maybe you keep that journal and you reflect on that further. But just because, you know, other people did the exercise doesn't mean that you can't do it on your own because I haven't sat down for mine yet, but having these conversations have really allowed me to think and reflect in a way that I'm going to carry your wisdom with me. So Thank you so much. My last question, I know you got to get back to work, is do you have a favorite episode of The Truthiest Life? I think it's been all the ones about your experience with pregnancy and childbirth. Oh, wow. Because, you know, I don't have any children. I would like to in the future. And I just feel like it was so raw and so vulnerable. And I appreciate seeing that side of people, especially on a platform like this. And I feel like it's like intimate details about your life. And I love learning about other people's lives. So those are my favorite ones. Thank you. Thank you. I definitely like doing solo episodes. They're really hard, believe it or not. Like I'm really comfortable talking to other people and, but talking to yourself is really weird. I wish that sometimes people knew how long it takes me to do them yeah. because <laughs> I also want to like present it in a way that makes some sort of sense. So I have to like think about the conversation before I have mm -hmm. the conversation and then I need to articulate it well, which is usually easier for me to do when I'm happy. Anyway, long story short is thank you for seeing me and listening to those episodes and being part of my life on that um, intimate level. And thank you for being a awesome Truthiest Life listener and living your Truthiest Life, Sarah, even if that means changing what it means to be Truthiest <laughs> over time. Well, thank you. And I really appreciate being on the Truthiest Life. It is very strange to be on it and to not be listening to it, but it has been a wonderful experience. <laughs> <laughs> well, happy holidays. And next week's episode is going to be my 10 life lesson. So I'm wishing you all our listeners and you a happy holiday season um, and all my gratitude for, for being here and being you. Same to you. Thank you, Lisa. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. 
To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.